I was in a desperate situation. The Bayou type stuff. Get out of my house. Avocado tiles back in stock. Why do you feel bad about it? Well, you stop it. it. Sounds like a circus. That's weird. I was freaking out. It's, it's like an insurance claim. It sticks with the house. It went terribly wrong. Scenes oh. and I'm like extortion. I'm real estate, real estate is crazy. Is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Hi, welcome to the the Humor House. I'm your host, Christina Johnson. And um, today's episode, we're, we have a guest, Dusty Martin. She's a real Arizona. And she's going to talk to us about two stories that have to do with cat houses. And um, I guess the, the subject on everybody's mind is how much damage can a hundred cats do to a home? And that's what Dusty's going to share with us. So, um, Dusty, in your line of work, I'm sure you've gone into houses where you've smelt cat urine. And I'm not talking about a few stains here or there. I'm talking about like an overwhelming smell of ammonia. So you've experienced that in real estate. Yeah, actually, I just came from a house that I walked in the kitchen and was like, oh dear, here we go. Uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, my, my experience with uh, pet odors in um, investment properties started when I was a kid in elementary school. My mom owned about three properties in our neighborhood and her goal was to use these as investments, rent them out, have the residual income. And then by the time me and my brother came of age, hopefully they'd be paid off and then she could gift us a house and we could all live merrily ever oh, after. That's um, the dream. <laughs> right. Unfortunately, um, she had a constant string of nightmare renters one of which um, had some animal issues. Um, and this is a podcast for another day, but they had horses that ate the side off the house. They fed every stray cat for 100 miles, it seemed like. And oh my gosh. Um, they really, like, the amount of damage that was done to that house um, just in the couple years they lived there was, like, you, you can't even begin to imagine. So. so how did your mom discover that there was a problem? Well, this particular property was literally right across the street. And, you know, when the kids are out doing their chores, she would see all these cats come running when they would feed the cats. And um, these particular runners eventually had to be evicted for non-payment. But um, it was a horse property neighborhood. So having a menagerie of animals was not a problem for her. She wanted horse people and farm people to be there, mm -hmm. which is fine. But um, if you're not cleaning up after animals or containing or controlling them properly, then it does become a problem, right? So yeah. um, luckily for her, it was right across the street. And so it was kind of obvious um, especially yeah. since we were little, their kids were little, and we all played together. Um, so in a way, like, she would be in and around the house, you know, but eventually got to a point where between that and the non-payment and just the totally laying waste to the property, um, they had to go. <laughs> so how many cats do you think were on the property? Easily 100. Um, they <laughs> buy cat food in bulk to this day there are always residual strays like a couple here and there um oddly enough going back and forth between those two houses and um so when we would go over there i mean there was cats inside outside and so like they would go into the laundry room 
to get all the cat food and i remember being there with their daughter and she would have to like open can upon can uh dry food upon and just set out at least like more than a dozen dishes every day at you know whatever time and they would all come running and it didn't matter where you tried to walk or where you were going there was just cats running inside and out how they kept them straight i don't even know um and uh that must have severely damaged like the inside of the house right so um long story short the carpet in there my mom figured well i'll just take out the carpet no big deal put something else down well she did that come to find out um cat urine is so acidic that it actually ate through the carpet ate through the pad and went right into the concrete and there was no amount of sealant or cleaner that could fix that concrete is super 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 porous and i don't think people realize that because it's such a hard surface right Mm -hmm. but it's so porous that all those little teeny tiny holes the urine and the enzymes get down into and can eat away at it and so it eventually once they were evicted and we had to like really go in and see what kind of damage there was um the foundation in that front room actually had to be jackhammered out luckily this house was built long before um post-tension slabs were a thing it was built in the 50s so luckily they just kind of shored up the footings and then re re-poured that room um but you can imagine for a single mom on a limited budget this was supposed to be an income property not a huge expense property so it was definitely financially trying on her and um yeah so and it obviously traumatized you because you remember that experience to this day i'll not do rentals um people often ask me to do them and i say i'm sorry i don't do rentals i've seen some things and that's that's one of the main reasons why is because and I, I hate to say it, it wasn't just these one renters. Um, like I said, mm-hmm. she owned three properties and every single one of them had their own level of destruction, depending on wow. the animal they had or the kids they had or whatever. So um, yeah, I, I don't do rentals and it's just because I know that when it's not somebody's personal home, they're not gonna care for it the same way um, right. an owner would. And even if they're great re- renters, they're usually not going to fix you know damage mm-hmm. or tear and stuff like that they're not going to do it so i just yeah I and that carried over not just to that but then you said you and your mom used to turn over properties right and you right. had an experience there yeah so in 2009 um you know i was part of that graduating class of college grads where 50 percent of us didn't have a job because there were not <laughs> and so we just kind of looked at each other and she said, well, we know how to swing a hammer and her 401k had become a 101k. So we started flipping properties because that's, we knew how to fix stuff because I grew mm-hmm. up fixing stuff. Yeah. And so, um, so we did that, but eventually I got my real estate license and went and did them on my own. And lo and behold, the very first property I bought on my own uh, was an auction property. It had been a forced um, sheriff eviction, which basically means 
you've been there so long that it's gone to court and they've given you a certain amount of days and you're still not out. So the sheriff knocks on your door and says, you've got 15 minutes to get your stuff and get out. And oh, wow. sometimes they come with a moving truck and sometimes they don't. And yeah. they can take it wherever. But this particular house, um, vast majority of stuff was left. A lot of furniture, um, clothes. There was an entire fridge full of food that was left behind. And then of course, the power was shut off. So um, in, the, in the Arizona heat with no AC, no power, you can imagine what that was like three months later. <laughs> my guys got to it. Um, and so I kid you not, I buy this house on a Friday evening, right? And immediately, I, the minute it records, I decide I need to get over there and uh, change the locks on this property and shore it up. So mm -hmm. me and my husband grab um, a set of new locks and we drive out there. He wants to see like, okay, what'd my wife buy? And we <laughs> get out there and... Um, Whew, my husband is allergic to cats and oh. literally we're having a hard time drilling this lockout for whatever reason. It's probably the heat with all the metal like expanding and stuff. And um, we finally get it open and the door swings open and just immediately the cat odor hits us. And it was so bad, his throat like immediately started to <gasps> swell up. Like he could not walk oh into the house. Gosh. So here I am trying to go through this vacant house that possibly squatters have been in because there were some broken windows. By yourself. <laughs> so I'm having to go in by myself to get to the back door so mm -hmm. we can drill out that lock too and change that and try to secure the property as best we could. And um, that house, again, they had left their kitty behind and oh um, because obviously they left in a hurry, drawer, cabinet drawers and um, doors and stuff were open. So the cat had free reign. And I don't know if it was just one cat or many cats. I don't know. I'm guessing just one right. cat left there for a long, long time. And he had gotten inside of almost every cabinet in every bathroom, in the kitchen, um, every floor, everything. And... He had pooped and peed and lived his best kitty life. <laughs> I'm sure. And all rent free. <laughs> rent free. <laughs> living rent free. And um, I guess when what food was left there for him ran out, so did he. So I guess he left wow. through the window or something. He wasn't there when I got there, but uh, mm -hmm. his mess was still there. And so um, that particular house, they had just put like laminate flooring in most of the common areas and mm -hmm. all of that had to come out. It was only about a year old. And um, the one saving grace with that house was the membrane layer that has to go out or go under um, the laminate wood floor. And when you put it down, yeah. you know, to yes. the sound, so it's not clacking against the uh, concrete. Yeah. So, lucky for me, that membrane was there and it was fairly new. And so it hadn't been a hundred cats. It was more like one, maybe two. Um, yeah. And luckily not a lot of prolonged liquid. And so um, all of that had to come out. Every piece of tile had to come out. Every sink, every vanity, every toilet, um, every kitchen and bathroom cabinet, um, every ounce of tile, every ounce, like Literally, I took everything back to the walls. <laughs> um, wow. Because yeah. that one little cat had done that much damage. 
And I don't think people realize how much damage, you know, cat and dog urine can do. And when people go into a home, often what I hear is, oh, well, we can just change the carpeting. But like you said, that's not necessarily true because it no. seeps into that concrete. And so right. what do you have to do to just even clean the concrete? Like what kind of... So in that know. particular house, like I said, the saving grace was the, um, the membrane. So the concrete was still mm -hmm. okay. And then there was actual legit tile. Um, and luckily it was just one cat. So everything came out. However, in my yeah. own home, excuse me, hiccups. <laughs> home home um i also bought this home before i was licensed um i was just really good at finding deals it was a foreclosure yeah and um we bought it from the homeowner but he um he did have a dog and okay. uh, when we did our inspection and everything like there was like this bathroom behind me wasn't even done it was just a hole in the floor that kind of stuff and it was fine, yeah. but we could never afford this neighborhood otherwise. And so for us, it was more like, get it while you can afford it, you know, at the very mm -hmm. bottom of the market. So um, with him, he had a little dog, a cute little uh, miniature greyhound, Italian greyhound little guy. Yeah. And um, we noticed when we moved in, like, okay, we've got to restretch the carpet. So we paid a friend to come in to restretch the carpet and everything. I mean, it wasn't anything special, but it didn't look or smell like a mm -hmm. dog. And that's the one thing, like dogs aren't as destructive, but over enough time they can be, right? Right. And so, um, and at least to me, it doesn't smell as bad. But right. um, so, you know, a couple of years later, this guy eventually ended up renting my husband's first home. So basically we purchased this one and then rented the other one back to him, right? Because he still mm -hmm. wanted to stay in the area. And so we, um, you know, we stretch it and then, you know, we move in and my little dog starts marking and peeing in the house, which he's never done before. And I was like, that's weird. Like, why, why are you doing this? You know, I figure, okay, yeah. well, whatever. So a couple of years goes by and we're, my husband and the our, the original seller, who's now the renter, uh, got to talk in and he said, yeah, we're getting ready to put some new carpet in. We can't figure out why the dog keeps peeing in the house and he's ruined it. And he goes, oh, you kept that carpet? And we were like, what, what do you mean? He goes, oh, oh my, dog, my dog like peed all over that, like all the time. I would have thought you guys would have stripped it out. And we were like, you're like, thanks for letting us know. Yeah, okay. that was not on the disclosures. Thanks, bud. Like, no. And so, um, so eventually, what we had to do, and we wanted to make sure, since this is our forever home, and I was not about to get rid of my puppies, that mm -hmm. this problem didn't come back once we put new carpet in. And so, um, what we did, or actually, no, I think we replaced the carpet once, and it, it did, problem didn't fix itself. So we were like, okay, that's not okay. So then the second time is when I did some research. Um, I got a product called TSP and um, basically scrubbed with a stiff bristle broom, stiff bristle brush, mm -hmm. the entire floor, treated it with TSP and then cleaned it all up, treated it again, right? And it was a couple day process yeah. to let it sit, soak in, get um, down into all the nicks and, nooks and crannies and grooves and everything. 
And then after that was all done, I went and um, took and rolled out two coats of Kills Primer, which seals in oh, yeah. um, seals in odors and stains and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Put that down and then had the carpet guys come in and put in new flooring. And knock on wood, that worked. But like I said, it was just one little dog. And um, luckily we didn't have to jackhammer it out. But um, to this day, if I walk into a house and I smell something, especially if it's cat urine, like dog urine, you can usually deal with um, with something Mm -hmm. like that as long as it's not too terribly bad. But uh, with cat urine, that stuff is so acidic, it will eat right through the the carpet and the padding underneath it. Um, So you've got it. And I really think that that's the huge lesson here with these stories is that you know, if you're looking to buy a home and you, you smell that, that you should at least anticipate the expense could be higher because you need to additionally treat the, the concrete and seal it. Right. Um, and then I guess the, the second lesson is if you are a homeowner and you're allowing your pets to urinate and defecate all over your floors, stop because it will cost you thousands of dollars in the value of your home. Yeah, so we, I mean, I, mean, I've, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, um, carpet should last you about seven years. And I think the first replacement only really lasted us about three because the dog wouldn't stop peeing. We couldn't figure out why this house trained dog yeah. all of a sudden had to pee in the house. And it was because the previous owner, um, but, and. The other thing too is keep in mind like what kind of material are we talking about that's been damaged are we talking about tile where it's so thick and hard that it's very unlikely for it to be down in the concrete underneath or are we talking about carpet because yeah or laminate where it's right and how bad is it on that pergo (laughs) right when people per Pergo in a in a bathroom or a kitchen. That's a totally different episode, but yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> that that never goes well. Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate you sharing these stories because I think a lot of people are going to learn, and I'm sure that there's someone out there who's listening to this and saying, "I can't get my dog to stop peeing on the carpet," and they might go, "Okay, ding ding, maybe the previous owner had a pet, right. and and this is how we can." hopefully take care of the problems. Yeah. So in I fact, think... in Arizona, I don't know about your state, but in Arizona on our seller property disclosure statement, there are a couple lines devoted to has the owner ever had any animals? And you should pay yes. very close attention. Extra attention. <laughs> because the next question would be, because all they have to do is say yes, a dog or a cat. And then the next but line the... says what kind of pets? Yes. And I think there's no third line, but the third conversation is, has your animal, have your animals, uh, you know, peed on the carpeting and then you know what to do. (laughs) Get down on the floor and smell it, but (laughs) probably not the best idea. Yeah. Well, Dusty, thank you so much for sharing your story. I really appreciate it. And if someone's thinking about moving from or to Scottsdale, Arizona, how can they get a hold of you? You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, um, or on my website. Just search DustyMartinRealtor.com or DustyMartinRealtor on Instagram. Uh, same with YouTube, YouTube slash DustyMartinRealtor, and it's D-U-S-T-I-M-A-R-T-I-N. 
Awesome, and um, thank you so much. If you're thinking about making a move to San Diego or Riverside County, you can also text or call me, 858-375-4388. Thank you so much.